welcome back to Pop Topic. We're here to discuss the latest news for the first week of May 2021. I'm your co-host, Quentin Phillips, and, and to help break everything down for the last two weeks, really, of news, since we skipped a week to discuss the Oscars, we have Tristan Phillips. And how are you doing this week? Doing good, man. Doing good. Yeah, so uh, we took a week and a half break from doing any news besides the Oscars, but now that we got all of our Oscar discussions out of the way, how have you been, Tristan? Uh, anything new with you? Not too much, man. Just been working, watch the movies, watch the Oscars. That was fun. That's pretty much been it. What movies have you seen? You got any recommendations? I watched Arlo the Alligator um, <laughs> yesterday. Have you seen that one yet? Arlo the Alligator Boy? I've never heard of Arlo the Alligator Boy. You haven't heard of Arlo the Alligator Boy? No. Well, okay, so it's a Netflix original animated movie, right? About a young alligator who grows up in the swamp, right? Okay. But he always feels like he never quite belonged in the swamp. And then one day his mother tells him that he's at, she's actually his adopted mother and that his real father lives in New York City and is a grumpy old businessman. So then Arlo goes on a wonderful adventure to New York City to meet his father. It's basically Elf, but not Christmas. I was just about to ask. I was like, is this literally just Elf? Yeah, it was basically Elf, but with an alligator, and it was a musical, um, and not Christmas themed. So does this alligator also give his father lingerie for a gift? I don't think so. So I was playing a video, I was playing like, like a game on my laptop while watching on the TV. So I don't remember all the parts, but I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. (laughs) <laughs> I like how you hedge your bets. It might have happened. You don't know for sure. It might have happened. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, did he also eat gum off of the bottom of a railing? I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. That would have been funny if they used the same jokes. Yeah. That would be real good. Yeah, maybe I should check it out. Did it just come out this week? No, it came out a couple weeks ago, I think. But I think the Mitchells vs. Machines, I just saw on Twitter, I think that came out this week. Did that come out this week? I think it must have just come out because i know people that don't have screeners that just saw it yeah but it must not have been out like literally like two days ago because i was looking through netflix and if i saw that on there i would have watched it no sure. it might have dropped today because yeah i think it might have dropped today today's the first yeah oh yeah, i guess it's saturday i guess it doesn't make sense well it's friday is it friday oh my god i'm so bad with days of the week <laughs> i'm so bad Ever since I work in shift, it doesn't matter really what day of the week it is. I just know when I'm working and when I'm not working. Yeah, exactly. I did not know it was Friday. Yes, yeah, so I haven't There's seen the came out today. Then. Yeah, so I haven't seen the Alligator movie. I haven't seen the Machine movie. I guess I'm behind on my Netflix animated movies. Yeah, man, you gotta catch up. They're pumping out good stuff over here. Yeah, I'm doing a bunch of rewatches. I'm rewatching my four favorite Francis McDormand movies. Sounds lame. I love her. I've been on such a high this week after she won the Oscar, obviously. So, yeah, I just uh, decided, you know, I'm I'm calling it the McDormand Marathon, and I'm just watching my four favorite films of hers. Arlo the Alligator Boy sounds better. (laughs) Is McDormand in that? They only had good actors in that movie. Oh, that's right, that's right, yeah. They only wanted top-tier talents. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait till that wins Best Animated Feature next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've heard the Machine one is pretty good, too. So maybe I should start yeah, checking this out. I'm pretty excited for that one. That one looks pretty good. So, I think that one's... Is that one directed by one of the guys that directed the Lego movie? Oh, man. I really could not tell you. I can quickly look it up. Uh, the... I think Phil Lord. I think Phil Lord directed both or wrote both. Could be wrong on that, though. Uh, Here, no, the director... The only other thing the director has done was a three-minute short. It could have been a writer, maybe. Yeah, I'm looking that up right now. Maybe I'm just so off. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. I'm quickly going through some of the producers. Um, one of the producers made two of the Lego movies. Phil Lord, though, right? Yeah, Phil Lord. He was a producer for Lego Movie 2 and the Batman one, but he was the director of the original Director Lego for movie. Lego Movie. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just noticed that right now, too. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I, knew, I, knew, I thought he was the director of the Lego movie, and when I saw the tweet, I assumed he was also the director of Machines, but I guess he's just a producer of the Machines movie, and you know, still obviously tweeting out about it. Yeah, exactly. So, 
you know, a producer, not as great as director, but I'm sure he still had a good hand in it. Uh, I'm sure it's good. I, I don't have like the highest of hopes, but I'm sure it's going to be a, de- a decent movie. I'm pretty excited for it. I think it'll be pretty pretty solid. Yeah. No, I think so. For the same studio that made both the Emoji movie and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. So this would go either way. Yeah, <laughs> literally could. Uh, yeah, Sony really is like, it could literally go any direction. You can't predict it. Pixar, you can go, okay. It's probably going to end up being pretty good. Illumination, you can go, okay. That's going to end up being bad. Uh, Sony, you really have no idea. It's a roll of the dice. Yeah, Disney, depends on the decade you're in. But Sony, no idea. They're chaos over there. Yeah, it does not depend on the decade. It depends on just which side of the bed they're waking up on. You really don't know. Yeah, they, they live and breathe chaos. Of the Batman villains, uh, Sony's like the Joker. It's just complete chaos. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then, just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, and then Illumination would be like Killer Croc. They're like in the sewers. No one likes them. Just useless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, so we can... We're talking about phenomenal films that are on everyone's mind this week. The, uh, what's this called? Al- the Alligator? Arlo the Alligator. Arlo the Alligator, sorry. But uh, this might rank up in legacies as arlo the alligator we have the big story trust in citizen kane and the comparison to patenting 2 yes yeah so uh we were gonna we were bad to talk about this last podcast but it needs its own podcast baby we put too much time on the oscars what a wild story i think this is hilarious yeah explain it for those who don't yeah. know i feel like if you're not being on in you know film twitter or film instagram you probably would have missed this yeah uh definitely so for those that aren't aware citizen kane probably deemed as one of the best films ever made it's had that legacy forever and that legacy is now gone because they came across a review of the film that was released the year the movie was released in 1941 and so that review on the film was a negative review it ended up being a notch on its legacy on rotten tomatoes making Citizen Kane no longer 100% fresh and only 99%. Well, I'm not... All, first of all, so this review came up back when the movie first got released, right? 80 years ago, you said? Yeah. First released. I'm not too surprised. From my understanding, people didn't love Citizen Kane when it first came out. Like, they, they thought it was a solid movie, but they didn't really know that they had like the, the pinnacle of cinema on their hands at the time, right? It only won one Oscar. You know, people didn't really realize this would be like, the big, you know, one of the biggest movies of all time. So I'm not too surprised that there there were at least a couple negative reviews back when it first came out. That doesn't shock me too much. Yeah, I'm actually surprised this is really the only one that is archived, right? Because clearly this was not beloved at the time. This was not the Oscar sweep box office hit that you would find in Titanic or some other huge yeah, film. I didn't think it was that big of a box office. No, I thought Orson Welles was sort of laughed at. He spent so much money on a movie. And it, it didn't flop, but it wasn't it wasn't this big grandiose entry to cinema like he thought it would have been for himself, or everyone thought it would have been for him. Yeah. It kind of it kind of flopped. Yeah, it really did flop in its time. It's one of those films that has grown through its legacy, but exactly. During its time it only won one Oscar. If you saw Mank, they told that to you at least ten times during the movie. Won one Oscar. It did not do Did well. they tell did they even mention that in Mink? Well, Mink well they mentioned it at the end, but like they were talking about uh it was focused on the one win that it got. Yeah, it was focused on the screenplay. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited for, in about like 80 years' time, hopefully we'll still be around, when they make a movie about the making of Paddington 2, and they tell us how it got completely snubbed from even any nominations for the Oscars. Yeah. Which I think is insane. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and briefly mentioning Mink, we didn't say this on the Oscar podcast, but Tristan, Mink officially has more Oscar wins than Citizen Kane itself, the movie that was based on. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, Uh, and we're all hating on it now. Well, like, me and you aren't hating on it. We like it, but, you know, it's not the... it's a fine movie. I think we just tried to cover too much. The politics didn't need to be in there. Yeah, it's not beloved. Take the politics out, spend a little more time on him actually writing the script, like, more more about that, more about the conflict between him and 
and um, Orson Welles, and it would have been a way better movie. Focus on that conflict more, focus less on the politics, it would have been a good movie, I think. Yeah, so what I was going to ask is, Tristan, do you think in 80 years' time, that's going to be considered one of the best films ever? No. It's not going to have the same treatment as Citizen Kane? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I think it will, will like I think the hate will start to die down. I think it'll start becoming more I think like people cult fave. Too. I think people go back and rewatch yeah. and go, you know what, this is pretty good. I think there's too much hype for it going in. People were too too hyped for that movie. People were already selling it as the best picture winner. You can't do that. Because then that movie's no matter what, it's gonna fail. Unless it's a perfect film and it's not, it's going to fail people's expectations. And when it fails people's expectations, it's no longer just a kind of okay movie. It's now a horrendous film that's terrible. Only because everyone expected it to be phenomenally like absolutely phenomenal and it's not absolutely phenomenal it is now garbage film everyone hates it's awful it's yeah abomination of cinema and it's not it's a fine movie it's just not the phenomenal piece that everyone thought it was going to be i agree it had a lot going against it because it's based off citizen kane it had all it was looking gorgeous it had everything going for it so it had the oscar buzz and also something you didn't mention this is David Fincher's first film in seven years. So this was really like a movie to hype. Like people were stoked to see Fincher again. Yeah, that, that could also be part of it. I didn't know it was his first movie in seven years. I was unaware. Um, yeah, so Gone, Girl, Gone Girl came out in 2014. So I guess that would be six years. Six years, yeah. But it, I also did mention something in our ranking podcast. How, and you also sort of mentioned it. How it, it chose to compare itself to Citizen Kane. Before this movie even came out, it's like, I want you to compare, I want you to watch Citizen Kane first, then watch this movie and compare the two directly. And that, you're not going to win that fight. You're just not. You know what I mean? The Disaster Artist did that with one of the worst movies of all time, so it worked. You can't pick one of the greatest movies of all time and go, I want to compare myself to that movie. And, well, and Tristan. to not be look as a, as a disappointment. Tristan, it's not the greatest film of all time. That's now Paddington 2. Well, you're right. You're right. Paddington 3, which is coming out, has an even tougher task. Um... So you're right. Paddington 2 is now a corner on tomato. It's the greatest movie of all time. And you know what? I love that fact. I, th- I, I, think, that's, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's great. Uh, obviously, I prefer Citizen Kane. But I think, link up the two films. Paddington 2, it makes sense that that's the film that's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Because if anybody still does not understand how Rotten Tomatoes works, it's not... Oh, everybody gave us a hundred percent. This is beloved by everybody. It's everybody's favorite film. Yeah, it's literally just fresh score or rotten score. Do you like it or do you not? Would you recommend yeah. this or not? And who the percent is just a ratio of people who like it. Yeah, it's just a ra- the percent of people who likes the movie. Yeah, it's literally just a hundred percent of the people thought it was good. That could mean six out of ten or seven out of ten. It does not mean everybody thinks it's perfect. It does not mean it's the best film ever. But yeah. Tristan, and how can you hate Paddington yeah. 2? Honestly, Paddington 2 should be the one at first. Who in their right mind would say this is not a nice film? Like This film does not make me happy. What year did Paddington 2 come out? Uh, 2017, I want to say. Yeah, 17, you're right. Yeah, because I th- they got no Oscar noms. That's ridiculous. Yeah, would well, you be for 2017 was a stacked year? If it was 2018, it definitely would have gotten. It was, a, it was an okay year. I don't think it was completely stacked. It was a, an okay. Year. It's my third favorite year of the decade. Really? That's high. I think so. I think 2014, 2019, decent gap than 2017. Like it I has. Think 2016 is better than 2017. Yeah, I know a few people do. I. Maybe I need to watch more from 2016. But 2017, I know you don't like Shape of Water. I think it's pretty solid. I don't dislike Shape of Water. I feel the same about Shape of Water as I do No Man Land. It's fine. It, it, it's, it's I get why people would like it. I get why I want Best Picture. I don't think it's... I'm not excited by the movie. I, I don't think it's a phenomenal film, but it's it's fine. That's fair. And then I love Three Billboards. So I'll be watching that Three on my... Three Billboards is so good. That yeah, Best I'll that watch that on my McDormand marathon soon. I love Get Out. Paddington 2 is adorable. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. There are some real, some real bangers, um, that year for sure. Yeah. So I, I like it. Yeah. No, it's a good year. Yeah. So Paddington Two, it's great. Honestly, I would have been happy with that getting a nomination. I think I gave that a four star. I, I love Paddington Two. I think this does go to raise the question that between two of what are, I guess, could be argued the greatest movies of all time that we're talking about here, Paddington Two and Citizen Kane, it only ever got, it only ever got one Oscar. Like between the two of them. Like, how come, how come these movies that are now beloved and timeless classes, there's probably two going to be in my mind. I, I can't see it not being 
coming this decade or this generation's like E.T. You know, I mean, the family movie that that defines the generation. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised, right? No, I love. I, honestly, I might have to go back to my score. I might have actually given it a four point five. Paddington Two is so wholesome, and for anybody that loves the Grand Budapest Hotel, it's like the close. It's like the family version of Grand Budapest Hotel with the coloring and the camera shots and just how the aesthetic happy and feel. production design. Yeah, are phenomenal. It's gorgeous. Like, everything's great. So, is, like, how come it's not nominated for any awards? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I think similar to horror films and comedies, I think the Oscars just have this stigma towards films for children. Because yeah, here's how only drama movies, only drama movies, biopics, and period pieces can be deemed Oscar worthy. Those yeah. are the only three genres that are Oscar worthy. Any other genre doesn't count. Yeah, I think it's unfair. Paddington, he wouldn't bring this up because he's a he's a kind old bear. He would never oh, criticize the Academy. So we'll do it for him. The Academy sucks for not nominating Paddington too. Look, it was that, yeah, that's a, that's a terrible mistake. It really is. E.T. was nominated for Best Picture. Why wasn't Paddington? Yeah, where's Paddington's screenplay now? <laughs> Honestly, it should have gotten a screenplay now. The screenplay the, the, is adorable. Yeah, uh, and did not get nominated for visual effects. I thought Paddington looked so natural in the atmosphere. It was so oh, cute. I don't think it was nominated for anything. I can double check that right now, though. Yeah. I don't know. Should have gotten a few things. Production design would have been great. Uh, yeah, should have gotten a bunch. It's a gorgeous film. And yeah, I think it's great that it's now like the number one film of all time. I know there's a lot of people that I follow that are big Citizen Kane fans and find this kind of frustrating. Guys, it's Rotten Tomatoes. This isn't Letterbox. Rotten Tomatoes should have a wholesome film at number one. Yeah, it didn't win any. It wasn't nominated for any Oscars. That is quite a shame. It really is. Like, not even a nomination? Yeah. Come on. Get out of here. That's pretty insulting. That's ridiculous. If Suicide Squad can win an award, Paddington freaking yeah. 2 can get nominated. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Look, Paddington. Yeah, that's this is where the authors get real bullshitting to me. You know. Yeah, and people criticize that they aren't fair to superhero movies. Uh, come on, uh, Black Panther got like three wins and a bunch of nominations. Joker got a bunch. Where are the family films? Where is Paddington family Two? Movies are snubbed. Horror movies are snubbed. Any anything that's not like a set. Dramas, biopics, or period pieces, which are mostly also just dramas, right? Yeah. Um, like anything that's not a drama just doesn't have a chance of winning, and I don't know why. Like, why aren't comedies being nominated more? Some of the best screenplays of all time are in comedy movies, and not just your dark comedies that have two jokes in it and consider themselves a comedy. Like not like real comedy movies that have phenomenal screenplays. Why are they getting nominated for these? You make a fun of dark comedies. Those are that's my favorite genre. I don't genre. make fun of dark comedies. I don't come up with Jojo Rabbit got noms. Jojo Rabbit's like a great movie, phenomenal movie, but it's not a com- it's not a good comedy. Yeah. It's barely a comedy. And to be fair, there's a lot of uh, dark comedies that are more comedic, and then they don't get the nominations, like Big yeah, Lebowski. Yeah, dark comedies are actually like comedies first. Don't, don't get very many noms. It's only the, the the dark comedies that are dramas first and and have a a couple laughs get noms, right? Yeah, I agree. The that's ones like that are more comedic, yeah. Comedy Golden Globes. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't get it. But... I don't get it. You know, I, the Academy doesn't need to respect Paddington 2, because we will. But, uh, Tristan, do you want to make the prediction now? Paddington 2 has become quite a bit of a cult following. People love this film. Who doesn't? It's amazing. Do you want to make this prediction now? Do you want to say yes or no? Will Paddington 3 get one Oscar nomination? No, God, no, it's not going to I think, I, I think it will. I, I'll call it now. I think it's going to get a production design or a visual effects. I think it would get some of one small technical category. Because I think the Oscars are going to be more aware of Paddington 3. I think now that it has a lot of love towards it, I don't think it's going to get best picture. But I think it'll get like a little one. Not a chance. I don't think it's going to get <laughs> Not a chance. E.T. No, got a lot of nominations. I was pretty surprised. E.T.? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I also feel like back in the 80s, though, like, before the 2000s, they would give, like, bigger movies would get a lot more noms, right? Like, just keep in mind, like, Lord of the Rings has a record for most Oscar wins, right? And that's, like, a you'll never see, like, a big blockbuster movie like that nowadays winning Oscars. You just won't. Well, I think there's a few reasons. I do think it is obviously just the Oscar voting changing what they're, like, interested in 
And yeah, I think that's yeah, part of it. I, obviously I think there's also it. a lot more a um knowledge and push for towards indie films and smaller projects, yeah, I think. That's what I was gonna say. I think it's the I think they just they know what they love and now there's much more of it. Like they probably love the dramas or period pieces. I went back to a lot of best picture years with Andrea on the other podcast and we still have our fair share of period piece nominated best picture nominees or musicals that are there. I just think now there's more of them now. I think now there's five period piece films and five musicals and 12 dramas. And now they just have more of what they prefer. And so it kind of pushes out more of the diversity and style of films. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a big thing. Yeah, so it's unfortunate, but here we are. Uh, I I, th- I think I, I think there's a bit of a shift in the last few years. This year wasn't due to COVID, but the year before that we had Joker. The year before that we had Black Panther. I think blockbuster films are starting to make an appearance again. Yeah, I also think that's also a lot of pressure for the Oscars want to keep ratings up, and they know that if people are like this year had the worst ratings of of any year pretty much and that's mostly because no one knew any of the movies that were nominated mostly because there's no big movies out this year at all so most people weren't paying attention but i i think they're they're mostly putting these bigger movies in there just so they can get more viewers so people can see i want a black panther will win you know best picture whatever it never freaking will but maybe it will no. right and so this kind of leads in, of yeah and so this kind of leads into the next topic look at us flowing it perfectly because there was an interview that just came out with kevin feige have you heard this about the internals uh, no, I know who Kevin Feige is, and I've heard of the Eternals, but I haven't heard any news about it recently. Yeah, so Kevin Feige has come out. He said to the interviewer, you haven't really asked these questions yet, but I want to make two statements right here. And you can quote these statements, and in the next year or so time, you can paste these statements online and say that I called it here, and I called it now. And the two statements were, Avengers 5 is going to be the number one film of all time. It's going to beat Endgame for Blockbuster. I mean, for the box office. And the second one is The Eternals will be the next Best Picture winner. Wow. And all fairness, doesn't Chloe Zhao direct on that one? Yeah, Chloe Yeah, Chloe Zhao, the winner of Nomadland and for director this year, uh, is the director for The Eternals. Now, do you think this is kind of like when Vin Diesel says Fast and Furious 7 is going to win Best Picture? <laughs> He, he, he was certain. He was dead serious. The Fast and Furious 7 was going to win Best Picture. It wasn't nominated, for those who are unaware. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know he said that, but to be fair, uh, that that does not surprise me Vin Diesel would think that. What a guy. Yeah. He was he was real certain. I think he's pretty much would say that about any uh, Fast and Furious movie since then. Um, none of them have been nominated. For, uh, none of them have won any, any Oscar. I wonder if every year during the morning of the Oscar nomination list, he like wakes up, opens up his phone, and he just stands there with his cup of coffee in his hand going, what? Fast and Furious 12 isn't on the nominations? I'm, I'm sure it's a shock to him every year. Yeah, Fast and Furious 7 was not nominated, I don't think, for any any Oscars. It was nominated for a Golden Globe, though, for Best Original Song. I'm surprised it wasn't nominated for that for AM, the Oscars, because it was a good original song. I'll take your word for it. I don't think I even know it. You know the one, like, a, um, See You Again? Um. It was put in there for a tribute for a, uh, Paul Walker. Okay. Is that, like, the song playing when they drove off at the end? Yeah, it's by Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Poof. Okay. Yeah. A long day. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, it's a, it's, it is a good song. I was actually surprised it's not nominated for a best original song. Yeah, it's a good it was song. a solid song. I give them that much. We'll address both the statements. We'll go with the first one. Do you think... Avengers 5 is actually going to make more than Avengers Endgame. Well, right now, as far as I know, Avengers 5 isn't actually in the works right now, right? I think we're going to have like another five years of buildup before we hit Avengers 5, correct? I'm sure that's right. Five years seems like a lot. I think they'll do it in like three. Yeah. Make more money. Make more money. That's a tough call. Um, a couple factors to take in cons- consideration. Inflation, so price- ticket prices will be higher than, than they were in 2019. Um, not like substantially, but at least, you know, probably like 5 to 10% higher or whatever. Runtime, Avengers Endgame was a three-hour movie. I, don't, I doubt this next one's going to be a three-hour movie. The shorter movies means you can put more in. 
you know, you have have more screenings in a day, that's for making more money. So that's another possibility. It's only a two hour film. You can put in an extra fifty percent more. You can play an extra fifty percent more times than you can with Endgame because it's a three hour film. So that is a factor for sure. And then hype. I think what's really going to determine this more so than anything else is what these next few years of Marvel Marvel movies look like. Because we've kind of had a big year long break from Avengers Endgame. Everyone was real hyped for Endgame. God went and watched it. And we had Spider Man like came out a couple months later or whatever. But like we've had like a, a year now kind of no more Marvel movies, watch other stuff, watch the Marvel shows on Disney Plus, whatever, without any big Marvel movies. So I, I am interested to see when Black Widow and Eternals come out. Is there going to be, once again, everyone's, boom, back to me, excited for Marvel movies. Yes, Marvel movies are back in theaters. Or is everyone kind of passing now? We had our big conclusion, you know, we busted our nut, and now we're moving on to other things. Well, maybe the hype then connects to the second question, which is, will Eternals win Best Picture next year? I do think if Eternals does somehow win Best Picture, I can see Avenger 5 becoming a, uh, yeah. a highest source movie. Yeah, I can see how they correlate. Yeah, yeah, I, this was definitely a correlation. Now, will Aven- now will Eternals win Best Picture? I know very, very little about Eternals. I, I know I know next to nothing about Eternals, to be honest with you. And I like it that way. I'm super stoked. This is probably one of my most excited Marvel projects because I know nothing about it. And I like that. I'm... I'm tired of knowing everything that's happening in the movie before the movie starts. And I, I feel like I know that for most Marvel movies. So this one I am, I am looking forward to. But it's a big statement. It's a, I, I, think, I think it's going to have to be an absolutely amazing movie and have all the other big movies that year kind of with in order for it to have a real shot. That's fair, yeah. I think, man, it, it is tough. I, I, it is possible. Like, Silence yeah. of the Lambs won Best Picture. That's a horror film. You know what I mean? It happens. These things, these things do happen sometimes, but it's not often. Right, but like you know, you're comparing a Marvel film to Silence of the Lambs. That's a bit of an off comparison. Silence of the Lambs is like phenomenal, but I do and think if it's gonna happen for MCU, this is the time it can happen. Like I think the, I think all the stars are aligning. And if you ask me, Tristan, if even three weeks ago, hey Quentin. Will an MCU film win Best Picture? I, I would probably say no, never. I would probably shake my head and say no way in hell. But uh, the last few days, I've, I've been thinking about it. And Chloe Zhao just won Best Director, at the, the second female to ever win Best Director ever. And they won Best Picture. It's a total landslide for both of those awards. Clearly, people are loving Zhao right now. And this wasn't just them picking her up and throwing her into a project. She approached MCU with this project. She said, you guys have this property, Eternals. I have a really cool idea. And she presented it to the company. And they were intrigued by how interesting her view of this story would be. So she has a really cool idea. Apparently, what we've been hearing is she had a crazy concept for an MCU movie. She presented it to them. They said, okay, sure, let's give this a try. And a week ago, she kind of showed a bit of the final product to some of the head execs, and they've now come out into interviews blown away. Apparently, Kevin Feige in the interview and a few other people, I haven't really listened to the interviews. I've been hearing more like the aftermath in articles about it, but apparently every single exec is blown away, and they've all come out to say this is the best MCU film, and this is going to win Best Picture. Like Everyone is wow. very impressed with this. That is, that's some high praise. And I do think it's possible. I don't think it's going to be like a, super, like a very superhero-y superhero film. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think that this is going to be like Spider-Man or Batman. I don't think it's going to be men in tights running around stopping bad guys. I think it's probably going to be something a little different. Probably something unique, something, something we haven't seen before. So it's possible it's going to feel more like a, like a drama sort of superhero movie, not as action-packed, not as, you know, raccoons cracking jokes. So I, I'm not saying it's not possible. No. But it has a hell of a road to climb. I hope it does. Yeah, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, I'm... good. Like, I'm hyping up right now, but I'm going to then take a step back and say, I think it has like a 5% chance of winning Best Picture. Like, I don't think it's going to be likely, but it could happen. I think, like, I think right it's now happening. it is impossible to tell before we watch any of the no. movies. No, no, I mean, well, yeah, exactly. After you're convinced Mank was going to win Best Picture. Yeah, and to be fair, I'm not, yeah, I'm not giving anything higher than like 5 or 10% chance of winning. Like, there's no guarantee. We haven't seen any of these movies. We haven't even seen trailers. Yeah, but exactly. people, the critics, haven't yeah. seen, we haven't seen any critic reviews yet. Until I watch the movie, I'm not making any predictions whether it's going to work or not. But yeah. I hope it does, only because I want movies that aren't the standard dramas, period pieces, biopics to win Best Picture. I want something unique. I want something different. If it's going to be a Marvel superhero film, why not? It's going to be, you know, a slasher horror movie. Awesome. It's going to be an animated picture. 
I mean, super stoked to see an animated picture. But like, I want something that's not just your standard, your standard stuff to win to win Best Picture Oscar. Like No Man Land, deserving winner, but super boring winner. No one's excited that No Man Land. I just want amazing winners. I want whatever movie I think is the best. Obviously, I want it to win. I want a promising young woman to win. It didn't. We all knew it wasn't going to. But that's what I want. I want movies that I'm in love with. And I, I'm excited for Eternals. I'm excited for French Dispatch. There's so many great films coming out. This is going to be a fun year. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I, I hope Eternals is fantastic. No, I do too. Uh, and you know me, Tristan, I'm kind of an MCU Debbie Downer. But honestly, I love Chloe Zhao. And she wasn't given this. She had an idea and she really wants to show herself. Like She's she signed up for this film before Nomadland even came out. Yeah, she must have been working on this way before Nomadland came out. Yeah. So, clearly this wasn't the hype jumping on the Zhao hype train because she won. This was obviously years beforehand. So, I think this clearly is going to be something exciting. Uh, is it going to win Best Picture? Who knows? But I will say this, and I, I might call this now Tristan. I think it has a decent chance of getting nominated. Like, I think... What you were saying previously in that the Oscars are going to really want to up their ratings, especially after how horrible they were last week. I think they are going to want to get some blockbustery movies. They probably want an MCU movie there. Like get some big movies that are going to draw some viewers back because they need it. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this does get quite a few noms for that reason. That's another good point. Yeah. So, I, like I'm saying, the stars are aligning. They got the director. They got the Oscars flopping this year, so they are desperate to get some, like, big known movies. And this is going to be a big known one. So, who knows? They also are going to have the money to back up. Also, like, make a big Oscar push is an appealing to the Academy. is huge nowadays. You know, we saw that ever since um, Shakespeare in Love beats David Private Ryan. That the way you pitch your movies to the Academy and the way you schmooze over the Academy is huge. And Disney, if Disney's back on this up to be their best picture runner, they have obviously billions of dollars, right? They, they can pump this one right into all the Academy's eyes, right in the back of all the Academy's heads. Keep in mind that Disney does own Nomadland, the one that just won this year, right? They know how to appeal to the Academy. They know how to move over the Academy. It's possible that they could, uh, that they, 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 they could make this one win. And they think it's the winner, so they are already wanting to push this. Like, they're already yeah, setting exactly. it up. It's Disney backs... It could have a shot to win here. Yeah, this could be a huge year if that happens. So uh, I'm excited. I also think it's another good example that you said about it's all about its presentation with how they pitch it to the Academy. Yeah. Because and correct me if I'm wrong, Quentin. Though is this an upcoming year going to be the first year where it's a mandatory ten movies nominated for Best Picture? Yeah. So that could also change things, right? That can also play into their favor. Keep in mind that movie was originally created because another superhero movie that people thought should win Best Picture got snubbed, and that was The Dark Knight in 2008. They got snubbed for Best Picture, so they created it, so now it's going to be from 8 to 10, and now it's the mandatory 10 uh, starting next year. So that could favor Eternals for at least getting the nom, if maybe it's not quite good enough to get the picture win. Yeah, but uh, just based on how effective the pitching is, clearly the Academy wanted to get some kind of big-name films they, they wanted to try and get one every year, but they didn't get Tenet because Warner Brothers didn't push it. So I think that has a lot to do with how the Oscars view the films. If the company is not pushing for it, then they're not going to bother. Yeah, but hey, even because the company pushes it, it doesn't mean they're not going to do it the hell they want Keith Stanfield being nominated for Best Supporting. <laughs> like, you keep going on about Keith because it's crazy. That is crazy. Well, because it's crazy. And because like, even he wasn't expecting, no one was expecting. He was being pushed for Best Lead, and somehow they go, ah, let's give him support. It is a crazy nom. It is crazy. Yeah, like enough people vote and goes, I really like him as my favorite supporting actor, even though he was the lead in the movie. Like, who vote, who voted him that way? I think crazy. people got confused between him and the other guy. I just think people didn't see it. <laughs> I think people just didn't. No, if they didn't see it, they would just see the marketing campaign for him to be best lead, and they would just vote for, sure, best lead. You know what I mean? If they didn't see it, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have gotten that confused. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what they were doing. Uh, that's, who knows? that's why it's so crazy. That's why I keep bringing it up as like a wild... It's a super current example. I'm sure there's other previous examples of this, but like, it's so current and it's so weird. It is like, odd. They would have had it in the movie to know which way to vote. I was listening to a podcast where they were saying that Tenet didn't get nominated because after Christopher Nolan kind of cut ties with the whole Warner Brothers yeah, deal... Yeah, they, they were done pushing it. 
Yeah, I, I, I don't think no one really cares, cares either. Way. Do you think that could possibly why Judas the Black Messiah did so good? Because that was Warner Brothers' only marketing push at that point, and they put all their backing behind that one? Honestly, that's a fair point. Netflix had a lot of balls to juggle, and Warner Brothers dropped Nolan as quick as they and could, and they just pushed one film, and that film did really well. It shocked a lot of people. It got more wins than... Well, it got more wins than Trial, obviously, because Trial got none. And then it tied for Ma- with Mank. got two. With two? Yeah, got two. Yeah, every... There was like five or six movies that got two noms each, and then Nomad Land had the most with three. Yeah, yeah. So, nobody swept this year, that's for sure. No, no one swept this year. Yeah, has there been a sweep at all recently? I feel like because there's so many huge contenders and there's not really one clear front runner like Titanic or Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I, I think we're done seeing those big sweeps. I think back in the day, whenever there was one really, really good movie like Titanic or Return of the Kings, Return of the King, um, that movie, will, people will kind of just vote for that movie for everything, even if it didn't really. Deserve. Like, what are the odds that one movie has the absolute best of the year for cinematography, editing, lead actor, lead actor, supporting actor, Best picture. It really, it truly has the best of all of those. You're telling me there isn't another movie that's a, a better lead actor or a better lead actress or a better screenplay. It truly has the best of all of those, all 11 of the categories that won, and it was the absolute best. That's next to impossible. That needs to be like the perfect movie. I think back in the day when there's one really good movie and it's a clear front runner for best picture, they kind of just gave it everything else is nominated for because they didn't bother watching the other noms or watching anything else. Nowadays, I think there's too many movies being pushed, and people are actually watching those movies that are being pushed because they're being yelled at on Twitter to watch the movies that are being pushed. Instead of watching them, they go, oh, wow, that movie actually had the better lead actress, even though it didn't win Best Picture. That movie had the better score, even though it's really only nominated for score and, like, makeup or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I think people are actually watching the movies that are nominated now. They're watching more movies because they're more readily available. And we're not really getting these one movies that are winning all the categories that are nominated for. You know, they probably don't deserve every single one of those categories. It's ridiculous that one movie can win 11 Oscars. How can one movie win 11 Oscars? Citizen Kane won one. And that's one of the greatest movies of all time, and it won one. You know what I mean? Like, how are these movies winning 11 Oscars? It's not possible. No, honestly, that's a good point. And I think you raised a good point that I didn't even think of. It's actually a good thing there is no sweeping, because this year, as I've already said, I think almost every single award was given to the right person. And I just think you would not get that if they had that sweeping mindset. No, yeah. Like, Nomadland didn't win Best Screenplay. It didn't win Best Cinematographer. You know what I mean? It lost those ones that was nominated for that. I think... In the past, it would have just won because it was the front. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, just because it was the film that it was clearly winning Best Picture and Director. So the mindset would be, oh, well, it's clearly the best. Just give it all the wins that it was nominated for when clearly yeah. the father had a fantastic screenplay that it deserved and Mank had gorgeous cinematography. So I think it worked out really well. Yeah, I, I'm happy there's no sweep. I, I think unless there's truly one movie that stands out amongst the rest. Oh, well, Tristan. They have Patterson 2 in 2017. <laughs> yeah. um, or Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse in 2018. One that's clearly better than the rest of the nominees, and it deserves to sweep, then it should sweep. That, that's all I you and Barbie. I like you talking about Spider-Verse sweeping. What awards is an animated film going to win? It deserves to win all of them. <laughs> Visual effects, editing, screenplay for sure. Uh, I think I, this is another thing I, I don't like about this. Never has, I don't think ever has a voice actor been nominated for best actor or supporting actor in the actor nominees. Never has a voice actor ever been nominated. Why the hell not? Yeah, that is strange when you first think about it, but it's mostly just voice work. Like I think they should have an award for best voice acting or something along those lines. I like, I feel like for its own category, but I do think that a. Uh, I just feel like it's hard to really compete. Maybe like if there's one performance that's like fantastic, maybe it sneaks into a nomination, but there's just so much more into a live action acting. Like they are in charge of the movement and their facial expressions. And like, I just feel like there's more into the performance than speaking into a microphone. I'm not diminishing voice acting because it's fantastic, but yeah. I feel like it is kind of a separate category. I just looked it up. So the, the only movie I thought that might have ever had a chance to win this, or be nominated, I mean, I knew none would ever won. I, the only one I thought would have a chance was Aladdin for Best Supporting Actor, right? Let's be real. Robin Williams deserved a nom for Best Supporting Actor. Like, 
if there's an ever animated movie that deserved an act, an acting off, it was that one, and it didn't get the nom, which I think is a little silly. For best supporting actor, you me? Robin Williams didn't deserve a nom for best supporting actor. But do you have the nominations? Who do we got? Uh, I'll bring it up right now. Now, keep in mind, I've probably never seen any of these movies. Actually, wow, just, um, Jack Nicholson for A Few Good Men. Okay. Uh, Jay Davidson for The Crying Game, Gene Hackman for Unforgiven, Al Pacino for Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, and David Timer for Mr. Saturday Night. Okay. I'm assuming Nicholson won because he's at the top, but I don't know. Jack Nicholson has won, did win that one. For a, a few good men? Yeah, because, you know, I've been obsessed with McDormand. I looked up all the three-time winners, and that was and the films that they won for, and that was one of his. Okay, actually, I haven't seen a good few men. I thought I did, but... So I actually seen any of these movies. Um, obviously, like, I know Al Pacino, Gene Hackman, Jack Nicholson. Um, David Pimer and Jane Davison. I don't recognize the names. That's it. I'm watching all five. I'll I'll let you know. Yeah. You know what? Do that, Quentin. Watch all five and come come back and give us your, your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. You got to do it. We got to get, get you on that. Yeah. Look, Robin Williams killed that performance. That was, that was a legendary performance. No, he is really good in that. I'll give yeah, you. Yeah, I, I think voice acting should be getting noms, or the very least, like I said, have its own category. I want to be opposed to having its own category. Best voice acting, it can be for lead, supporting male, female, doesn't matter. Just one category. Best voice acting. They need to have an actor or actress that is beloved by the Oscars to do a voice acting. That's their best shot. Uh, Robin Williams is great, but the Oscars don't love him. No, like, the Academy no, doesn't love about- him. He, he got a win, and he got two noms total, so like, he's not hated. What did he get the win for? Didn't he get the win for Best Supporting Actor for uh, Good Will Hunting? Good Will Hunting, oh, for almost so. Yeah, yeah. and then he got nominated for Best Lead for Dead Poets Society. He didn't get nominated for Miss Doubtfire? <laughs> Tristan, they hate comedies. Yeah, I know. And family movies. And Robin Williams. That's a threefer. They hate everything I love with <laughs> <laughs> family films comedies and robin williams absolutely yeah so uh yeah they would have yeah. to get like an actor we, we or actress McDormand, one of these animated yeah i was gonna say uh francis mcdormand she voice acted in madagascar 3 let's bring in madagascar 4 bring her back oh. give her a bigger performance and let's make this happen yeah. i mean but it has to be a I pixar agree. movie they love pixar so we gotta get like francis mcdormand or someone in the next yeah, upcoming it's not Pixar. Be, it's not to be a Pixar movie. Pixar, maybe Disney Animated Studios. That, that was the only shot. Frozen 2 didn't even get nominated for animated film. I don't think they they like Disney. It's definitely one of few. But they're more Pixar. Pixar yeah. So we're going to get a new Pixar, uh, Pixar movie. Toy Story 5. Toy Story 5. Let's, let's really soak Tom Hanks. I know they probably were hoping for Toy Story 4 Tom Hanks nomination. They really got to soak it in this time. Tom Hanks, you're right. That's possible. That's possible. Yeah, they love Tom Hanks. Uh, maybe if 2019 wasn't such a stacked year, maybe that was the chance. 2019 was a stacked year. You know, hear me out. We don't need him as the lead, though. A lead performance for, anim- for an anime movie, that ain't happening. It's got to be supporting. That's your best shot. That's why I thought Robin Williams had a shot. Yeah. Yeah, so what we need to do is Toy Story 5. Okay. Uh, Pixar, if you're listening, write this down. Toy Story 5. Woody is not the lead, all right? He had a story in number four. Buzz Lightyear's the lead, but Woody's going to be like this heroic Yoda figure that gives him advice right when he needs it. He'll be this great supporting character. Kind of make a Daniel Kaluuya, where he's still in it for like 80% of the movie. Boom. Yeah. Nomination. Yeah. That, that, and have a voice by Francis McDormand. <laughs> Imagine if uh, Woody suddenly turns into Francis McDormand. I would love it. I, I'd be all there for it. It'd still be better than Toy Story 4. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I love McDormand, so yeah, I would literally be down for it. Why not? I don't think, even as I laid that out, I don't see an animated voice performance no. getting it. It's it's so it's so underrated. When animated films in- barely get Best Picture nomination. Spider-Verse didn't get nominated for Best Film. They do not like animated so ridiculous soul which is one of the most watched films of this year and they clearly needed viewers did not get nominated they don't like animated yeah i know how how can you be the people in charge of giving out awards for movies the most prestigious award in movies and not like 
seventy percent of the movies that come out. Like, like just like inherently based on the the category they're in. Not even watching the movie seems like a good movie or not, but you hate majority of movies that come out just inherently based on the genre. That's ridiculous. It's hard for me to really hate on this year because I think all eight of their nominated films were in my top twenty, top fifteen. So. Uh, this year, I'd give them a pass, but I agree, as the whole, they, like, 2018, you know, 2017, Paddington 2, robbed. Yeah, they, sh- they should be a bit more lenient. But uh, Eternals, Tristan, it's gonna sweep next year. We were saying how it never happens. It's winning editing. It's winning cinematography. It's winning animation film. Why not? They hate animated films. They give out the best director twice in a row. Uh, <laughs> that'd be wild. Uh, do you think it's possible? Yeah, I, I think, so, yeah, I think it's technically possible. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, like, that's a good point. You think it's likely? No, you think it's possible. No, I don't think so. I think they'll definitely could give her a nomination, and I think uh, Zhao's one to definitely watch out for. I think this year she had a great year. Clearly, next year she's going to have a great year with Eternals. Hopefully, uh, I think she's still so young and new into directing. I think she has a lot going for her. Yeah, I, I I think so too. Yeah, she's, she's only made a, how many movies has she made? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to check. I, oh, I thought she was still rel- relatively new into the movie game. Oh yeah, no, I'm pretty sure she is too. I'm uh, I'm quickly pulling it up. She has yeah, she's directed. Looks like that was her third film, and the other two were about horses. <laughs> she's only made three movies, and two of them are about horses. Yeah, I think she like took a step back and was like, oh wait, no one likes horses but me. I guess I'll do one about an RV instead. She rides something else. Boom. Oh, yeah, exactly. Best picture winner. That's all it takes. Just change the vehicle the woman's riding on. Mind you, there was, back in 2015-2016, Alejandro G. Inaritu. He won Best Director and Best Picture two years in a row, his movies. With the Reverend in 2016 and Birdman in 2015. He won directing... For, oh, no, never mind. He was only nominated for... Okay, he won Best Directing two years in a row, though. He, was, he won Best Picture in 2015. He did not win Best Picture in 2016, of course. He, was he won Best Director two years in a row. So this it happened recently. It was only two, two years ago. So it's possible. There you go. Not too shy. He won a uh, Best Director two years in a row. Yeah, no, it's definitely possible. Uh, that'd be crazy if she did. That, that'd be pretty freaking crazy. That would be wild. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think she's got a great career ahead of her. I'm pretty sure, I can't say this with like 100% certainty, but from what I've heard, she's the director that has won the most director nominations for a single film. Like she swept every single award ceremony for the entire award season. That's wild. Yeah. And it was her first non-horse movie. Uh, she, she's got a lot going for her, yeah. That new of a director, and yeah, she like, I think, yeah, I think she holds the record. I don't exactly know how many she won. I think it was like 64. Oh my God. What a step up in budget though, eh? From making the, probably the real shoestring budget to now making a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, which is why uh, another thing I heard was the film is mostly practical. She like want she like really pushed hard for the Marvel execs to not have like you know like the crap ton of CGI they love to have. She was wanting to make it as practical as they could. That's gonna be tough to do, isn't Eternal set in outer space? <laughs> I have no I have no idea what Eternals is about. I literally have no I idea. I very I know nothing about Eternals, so I'm pretty confident there is set in outer space. Like, pretty confident. Rob Stark is in it. That's all I know. That's it. Rob Stark. Is he going to be related to Tony Stark, do you think? <laughs> yeah, he keeps the name. Yeah, the same name. He's still Rob Stark. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Is this why it's going to win Best Picture and they're going to cross over Game of Thrones? Yeah, it's also going to win a, uh, an Emmy, too. Yeah, exactly. Littlefinger's going to be, like, the big villain. Oh, I hope so. Littlefinger's my fave. Yeah. So, there you go. I think it's going to be exciting. Um, so, let's make the predictions. Tristan, yes or no, Eternals is going to win Best Picture. I will go yes. I will be confident. I love it. I, I love the confidence. I don't even need to ask you the next one, which is, is it going to get nominated? Because heck yeah, it is if it's oh, going to win. Yeah. No, it's not going to nominate. It's going to win. It's going to be a real, like, La La Land situation. <laughs> that would be wild. Man, imagine 
how great it would have been if Spider-Verse wasn't nominated, but it's, the, the Academy realized their mistake and they all voted for it afterwards. It deserves to win. Write, write it in. Write it into the ballot. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, just a little space underneath. Everyone writes Spider-Verse. We would love to see it. Yeah, Eternals winning. I love it. I love you. I'm here with your optimism, Tristan. Let's make it happen. Uh, I'd be down for it. Uh, I, I think this year's going to be great, though. I really I think there's going to be a lot of great films. Uh, to me, the worst case scenario is if like a musical wins. Like if West Side Story or In the Heights win, give me a I'm break. I'm so excited for In the Heights, man. I'd be happy. I, I didn't see the trailer, so maybe the trailer will win me over, but literally cannot be less excited. I love musicals, man. A lot of people are stoked for the Soggy Bottom movie. I'm sure you're excited for that one. Soggy Bottom? Never heard of it. <laughs> I hope they don't change the title because it's so bad. It sounds fun. Yeah, it's bad to do that just shits himself, right? From the sound. No way, that's all. Awesome. No, no, it's not. It's, it's not. Uh, that would be I've funny. Lost all interest now. Yeah, uh, that would be pretty great. Um, literally, all we know is the director, the cast, and the title. Uh, and people think this is already going to win Best Picture. This is like the one that's leading right now. Uh, but trust me, trusted. I'm gonna call it out. It's not winning because there's no way a movie called Soggy Bottom is gonna win Best Picture. I so, so hope it wins. <laughs> uh, well, it's the same director that made Phantom Thread, by the way. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> trusted was like I was all in for the poop movie until then. I, the movie was just really boring. Anything else on your interest? No, man. That's it. Until next week, you guys should check out, what was it, Alfonso the Alligator? Arlo the Alligator. Arlo, Arlo. Arlo the Alligator Boy. Okay, okay, Arlo, I'm going to remember, Good Dinosaur, Arlo the Alligator. Got it. Yeah. All right, Arlo the Alligator. How long is it? Do, do I have time to watch it? Uh, I, I, I'm guessing an hour and a half. I can't remember. Okay. I'd be surprised if it's like over two hours. <laughs> yeah. over two hours. I throw it on, it's like two and a half hours. Yeah. It's just alpha and alligator. Like, what more do you expect? That's true. All right. Well, uh, see you guys next week. Bye.